whenever we experience something incredible in life or maybe we come across something vital or maybe you're just um, scrolling Facebook one day and you see some news in your life, you know, whether it be someone who's engaged or, you know, something like that, um, we often think or we say that the same thing in our minds, you know, uh, or we say it out loud sometimes. You know, I really just can't wait to tell so-and-so, right? There's, there's somebody that comes to our minds. And it's normal and it's natural to want to share good things with other people. It's natural for us to want to share things that we have learned or things that make an impact on us with the people that we're closest to in our lives. And the burden of sharing that information really grows ever greater with the intensity of the, or the life-changing nature of the news that we come across. But try as we might, we cannot possibly find anything as amazing or incredible as the message of the gospel. The gospel, the incredible truth that God has given us a way to be right with him forever is beyond good news. It is the good news, but it's beyond that. It's life-altering. The Apostle Paul experienced in his own life the, the saving, life-saving grace of Jesus Christ as one day he was traveling down the road to Damascus on his way to persecute Christians there. And from then on, his life was about one thing, sharing with others what God had done for him. In Romans 10, in just two verses we're going to look at tonight, he tells us there is a great need for the evangelization of others and shows us that's the source we have for that. Look with me, if you would, in Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. This is right in the middle of, of, of some of this argumentation that Paul was making. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So what we see here tonight is that heralding the gospel to others is true obedience to God, bringing his approval and helping others to come to know him. We, we have a great privilege if we know the Lord. We have a great privilege to share that good news with other people. And not just a privilege, we have a responsibility to do so. And so here in, in verse 14, as Paul goes through these questions, what you begin to see is that there is a need for what we call evangelism, of, of sharing the good news of the gospel with other people. And we see there the message. Now, in Romans 10, Paul's focus and Paul's concern has been for his own countrymen. If you remember, Paul is a Jew. Now, he is a Jew who, who grew up in a very um, Roman culture. He was a Roman citizen. But he is a, he is a Jew. He was trained at the feet of a rabbi. He, he knows the law of God. And if you remember what Paul said of himself in Philippians, that he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He not only knew, but he was zealous for the law of God in his life. Here are God's chosen people to whom God sent his son as he promised, but they rejected the Messiah. They had their own ideas of the Messiah that they were caught up in. And when Jesus did not deliver them from the Roman oppressors and did not set up immediately his kingdom, they turned away. More than that, they, they, they crucified him. They denied who he was. Yet Paul continued to pray for Israel, and he continued to seek to reach his own people 
with the good news of Jesus Christ. And the words that he prays over Israel and the, and the desire that he has for them carry over into our efforts for the gospel here today. Because we don't sit where Paul sat. As Paul wrote, wrote this letter to the believers in Rome, you know, that, that's, that's almost 2,000 years ago. We sit in a completely different culture with completely different things going on around us, but yet the, the mission has not changed. The mission of Paul is still the mission that we have, we're charged with today, and that is to share the gospel with others. There are people in our world who do not know the message of the gospel. Let me, let me bring that home a little bit further. There are people in Beaverton, Michigan, who do not know the life-changing power of the gospel. And in and, and our, you know, some of us are very, um, if I can use this word respectfully, some of us are over-churched, right? Some of us have been in church our entire lives. It's hard for us to believe that anyone would ever, you know, they have not heard the gospel. But I'm telling you, it's more and more prevalent that you meet people, they don't know anything about God. Or they've heard about God, they don't really understand anything about it. They don't know the message of Jesus Christ. They don't even know who Jesus is. So Paul says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? They must, they don't know who Jesus is, and belief in Jesus must precede anyone calling upon him. You cannot call on Jesus Christ unless you actually believe in who he is. It is impossible. I said this this morning in our message. It is impossible for us to claim that we've always been a Christian or we've always believed in God. Sometimes you run into people and say, well, I mean, I've always, I've just kind of always believed in God. It's impossible. One, you know, just as the same way you can't say, well, I've always been an employee of such and such business, you know. Well, maybe you have worked there most of your life, but there was a point in time which you weren't. Well, I've always been married. Well, that, 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 no, that requires a, a conscious decision to do that. I hope that you made that decision, right? And you didn't just, oh, wake up one day and, oh, look. Belief in Jesus Christ is a conscious choice to place your trust in him and him alone. So no one can call on God, no one can call on Jesus Christ unless they believe in him. But, but Paul continues to, he's arguing this out further and further away. He says, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So there's a step further away, and that is if you don't even, you haven't even heard who Jesus is, you can't believe on him. And if you can't, you know, so you can't believe in him, then you can't call on him. Before Anyone can place their faith and trust in him. They must know who Jesus is. It is impossible to truly believe in someone that you don't know or you don't know about. Do you remember the first person to tell you about Jesus? Seriously, think about it. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was a a friend at school. Maybe it was a, a, a pastor that you heard preach. Someone you ran into on the street? Do you remember the first person to tell you who Jesus was? Let's say beyond that. Do you remember the first person who really unpacked and really helped you understand what the gospel is? That moment when you finally hear the truth is a big deal. Do you remember hearing about what he could do for you and how he could meet your 
greatest need. You see, the gospel is more than facts. The gospel is more than just, well, here's what the Bible says. You know, here, more than memorizing things. And it's all, these are all good things. But what is the gospel? The gospel is a life-changing, hope-bearing, eternity-changing, righteousness-imputing truth. That is the gospel. It is life to the lifeless. It is hope to the hopeless. It is peace to the restless. Christ died to save sinners. That is our hope and stay. That is where we go back to. And so, as we look around us in this world, would you say that there's a great need for that message? As we look around on the broken world we live in, a world that is overrun with sin, as we look at see people who are wandering through life without hope and peace, and they don't know where to turn. And, and I think it's so often it's, it's easy for us to um, separate ourselves from that because where do we see that most often? When we turn on the news and we see something crazy that happened somewhere and we think, wow, I mean, nobody knows the Lord. This is crazy. But, but we need to get beyond like that's out there. You know where that is? That's over the fence from your house. That's the couple that's fighting next door. That's the kids who come from the broken home. That they've just always been that way. That's, that's your friend who's, who's just kind of hopped from thing to thing to try to find some kind of fulfillment. That's your family member who just doesn't know where to turn. The problem of the gospel isn't a problem out there. It's a problem right near us. We don't have to go to the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa to find brokenness. We who have the message of the gospel have something to offer these people. We have hope, eternal hope in Jesus Christ. And I, I would use hope the way that the Bible, the New Testament, so often uses that word, hope. It's not this, well, I hope so, think so. It's a confident expectation. We have confidence of who Jesus is and what he's done. And Paul continues, right? How, how should they believe on him of whom have not heard? Well, then he continues with another question, because this, this, this question addresses not just the message of the gospel, but the messenger. He says, and how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, the message of the gospel is necessary because you can't believe in someone or, or something if you don't know anything about it. And the message coming from God is important because it's not of us. It is all about him. But how will people know unless someone tells them? God is so far above anyone and anything else, for he is the sovereign creator. If you remember in Sunday school this morning, we, we talked about how God is sovereign over all things, how he reigns over all things, how he's in control of all things. Now, just picture with me that sovereign, almighty God who can do anything, and he chooses not to work without his people. He chooses to use us to share the message of the gospel with others. God doesn't need us. You understand that? But in his grace, he chooses to use us. That's an amazing thing. Because I don't know about you, but I feel so inadequate to, to be used of God, like, all the time, right? But God does this through us and in us. He calls us to know him, all who know him, to be ambassadors for him in this world. 
People cannot hear the message of the gospel without the preaching of God's word. And here, when Paul says, how should they hear without a preacher? Understand this word preacher and, and that word preach here come from a Greek word. And the Greek word means to be a herald. That is what God calls you and me to be. He calls us to be heralds of the kingdom, to be those who cry out the message of the gospel. I don't want you to get the idea that, well, I don't stand behind the pulpit of a church, so I guess I'm out on that verse. No, that's what this means. It means to be a herald. God doesn't call every believer to stand behind the pulpit in a church, but he does expect all believers to be heralds of the gospel in their own lives. If you know God as your Savior, you are a messenger for the kingdom of God. And you are sent out by God who is the source of those evangelistic efforts. And that's where I want to focus. We're going to focus secondly tonight. Not only do we see here this message, the need for evangelism, okay? We, we, we need this. We need to share the gospel. There is an expectation from God. There is a lost and dying world. There is brokenness. There is an answer. But now we see, secondly, the source of that evangelism. We see that it, it's God's sending in these things. It says in verse 15, And how shall they preach? unless they are sent. People cannot believe in God unless they hear of him. They cannot hear of him unless believers will go. But believers cannot go if they do not realize they are sent. And what, the, what Paul is implying here is that who is the one who sends them? It is God. God has sent out his heralds across the world to declare this message very simply. Jesus saves. The call to reach others in Christ isn't a man-made proposition. It isn't some new construct or American idea. It is the calling of God on the life of every Christian. And by the way, if we understand that it's the calling of God on our lives to go and share the gospel, that should encourage us. It's not something we have to well up in ourselves. Like, all right, if you just get enough Christian vibes going on, okay, then you can go out and share the gospel with other people. No, God's the one who sends you. God's the one who empowers you to do that. God's the one who's called you to that. God's the one who does the work in and through us. God has empowered every believer by his spirit to share the greatest news ever told. And so very simply, the question comes down to, if we realize that we are sent by God, how will we respond to that? Because God gives us the choice. I mean, do we, do we sit, do we go and obey, or do we sit passively by and just hope that somebody else will take care of it? I hope you understand that church isn't a place where we come to find socialization with other people. This isn't a social club. This isn't so we can hang out with and pal around. And Now, don't take that to mean, okay, pastor wants us to leave as soon as church is over, okay? We should find edification and fellowship with believers, but that's not the end of church. Church isn't some once a week check in and make you feel better about yourself. No, church, being a part of God's church, and that that goes beyond a local assembly, because if you're a Christian, you're a part of of God's church. It comes with responsibilities to evangelize and edify other people. A local body should be a community of believers working together to spread the message of Jesus Christ in our community. You know, what, you know what a local church is? A local church is a lighthouse. But the light doesn't stay here. Because if you're a part of that, you go home, you go out and do your thing, you go to other places, you're taking that with you. 
And in so doing, you are promised an incredible thing. You know what you're promised if you share the message of the gospel with others? You're promised the approval of God. Paul says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Paul is using a quote here from the Old Testament. And this quote, was a, the original context of this was uh, when Israel was in captivity. And, a, and there would be a messenger that would come and would share the message that, that Israel would be delivered from captivity. Well, how beautiful are, is the one who brings this good news? And so Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there is a further um, fulfillment of this statement here. That the sending out of messengers for the proclamation of the gospel is beautiful in God's eyes. God doesn't promise us we're going to be successful 100% of the time. You know, sometimes we think, well, I, I mean, I shared the gospel once and I got shut down, so obviously I'm not supposed to do that. Do you realize, you realize that Jesus got turned down more often than people embraced him, right? And he's God. Why? Because man, can, man has a choice to embrace or reject God. We have a responsibility to share what God has done. It's a great weight off our shoulders that you don't have to twist somebody's arm to, to hear the gospel, to embrace that. Let God do the work. And so Jesus, God in the flesh, who was rejected by those he came to save, his followers will experience the same. But when you share the gospel with others, you are met with approval by the only one who matters, and that is God. Nothing to prove one person to please. He delights in obedient servants. And if you will continue to faithfully serve him, you will be blessed. What does that mean? That we will experience unparalleled peace knowing we are living in obedience with God. You know, when we have these times in our lives where we really just don't experience peace even, you know, uh, even when we think, well, I mean, things should be pretty okay right now, you know. We, do a, we would do ourselves well to examine our hearts, see if there's sin we're holding on to between us and God. You can't live in disobedience to God and have peace with what you're doing. You experience unprecedented joy in serving the Lord. And, and one day... If we are faithful to obey God, we will experience inexpressible glory as we behold our Lord and hear him say, well done for your faithful service. And God's approval should motivate us to obedience in him. You know, I think um, Jeff talked about that when he was here. He talked about how God promises rewards to his faithful servants. And we, you know, sometimes we, we kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know. If we're, should we really be doing this for the reward? You know, God promised us a reward. It's okay to say, yeah, God's the one who rewards us. We let him take care of that. The message that we bring is one of gladness and good tidings, Paul says, because it's a message of hope and redemption. It's one of eternal change and peace. It is, as we said, the greatest story that's ever told. There's a lot of things we can tell people. You know, if you go through life, you'll have the opportunity to tell a lot of people a lot of good things, and you'll have the opportunity to tell a lot of people a lot of hard things. And we've all experienced that. Whether it be we have to share something with a family member, with a coworker, with uh, our children, with a friend, 
But nothing can compare to sharing with them who God is and what he's done. Heralding the gospel to others is true obedience to God, bringing his approval and helping others come to know him. One of the greatest privileges you can ever have is to be used of God to bring others into the kingdom. And we can't do that unless we'll go. We can't have that opportunity unless we'll go out and obey. So tonight, we have before us a group from our church who have committed themselves to purposely sharing the message of Jesus with others. And each person who's here on this front row has asked God to specifically lay on their hearts five people to share the gospel with. Jeff called on them to to do that, to to fill out that list, to to write down five names of these people and and pray that, that they would see opportunities and actively seek those opportunities with these people to share the gospel with them in the near future. And so I want to say to you tonight, to those of you who made that commitment, I want you to know first that you are a blessing and a challenge to our church, to me as your pastor, to see that you, you are embracing this, what God has called you to do as a Christian, to share the gospel with other people. That's, that's encouraging. I also want to tell you, you're going to face discouragement and hardship and distraction and rejection. And there's so many other things you're going to experience in your life that's going to tempt you to, well, you know, it's really okay. You know, I can really just not worry about that. It's going to happen if it hasn't already. When you're faced with these things, this is what I would encourage you to do. Remember who sent you on this mission. Not Pastor Andrew, not Jeff and Anna Musgrave, but your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if he's the one who sent you, and he is, then he's the one who'll see you through. If your burden to share the exchange with others comes only from within. These, these feelings of, of, oh, I just, I got to do that. I got all, you know, welled up. Then, I, then you're going to falter and you're going to fail because our feelings change, right? I mean, we, we get that on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes we wake up and we just don't feel very Christian anymore, right? And it might just be because your baby was crying at three in the morning. But if you truly realize and recognize that your calling is from the Lord, you can find your strength in him. It should burden our hearts every day to give testimony to others of what God has done for us. To others who are here tonight, I would ask of this, I would ask this from you from what we've studied right here in our passage tonight and what we witness. Would you hear God calling to you as well? If you know him as your Savior, he is calling on you to be a witness for him. He is longing to use you in his plan of redemption to be a herald of good news. That's how he wants to use each and every believer. You have those around you in your life who need you to share the gospel with them. You know, I was challenged in our own family, I guess about four or five weeks ago, we were sitting down doing family devotions one night, and in our devotional book that we were reading, it said, 
you know, ask your kids to name off some people that need to hear the gospel. And both my kids looked at me and they said, we don't know anybody. Well, we got to fix that. <laughs> right? Well, good thing baseball season was coming up. Right? Good thing we live in a community where we can go and get involved. Good thing we can go out and make connections with people. We should see a lost and dying world around us. We should see the broken world we live in. We should see a world that needs the truth of God's word. And we should ask God to help us to see the world the way he sees it. Listen, I get it. Sometimes we just get so frustrated with things that are going on here. We just get so fed up, right? You ever get fed up with everything? And you just think, oh, forget it. No, don't forget it. Show them something different. Be a light. Let us commit tonight to sharing the gospel with others. And I would ask us as a church, starting with here all the way back, that let us commit these ones specifically in a few minutes to our prayers as they share the gospel with those specific ones in their lives that God has burdened them for. We're very privileged to be used in this way, but I don't, I don't want it to end at that. That's why I, I want to speak very, very candidly and very pointedly that I don't want it to be, well, that's great. You know, we had seven people go up front of the church and, you know, the pastor prayed for them and, yep, that's good. I guess our church is being evangelistic. Now, this is where it can start, but it shouldn't stop here. And, you know, maybe you say, well, I don't know I don't know what I'd tell somebody. You know what you can tell somebody? What has God done for you? How's he worked in your life? If you want to go beyond that, I'd be happy to, to talk to you and, and show you some resources and those sorts of things. But we, we have people we cross paths with on a regular basis that need us to share that with them. How will they call on him in whom they do not believe? How will they believe in him they will not hurt? How, how will they hear of him unless... There's a preacher. And how will one go and preach if they are not sent? God's doing the sending. But let us be faithful to hold up our end of obedience and sharing the gospel.